In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green by design tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. It is Saturday, August 22nd, 1998, at the Platt Air Force Base located in Platt County, Nebraska. It's Saturday, which means one thing. It's the only good day of the week. Poker night. PX Poker Night, to be accurate. Increasingly and accurately named, since the base is now an Air Force base and there is no longer a PX, but a BX. That's not so important. Platt Air Force Base is not a great place. It is where you are sent when the Air Force wants to hide you away and just kind of let you run out your time. Maybe you did something wrong, maybe you become a liability, maybe you're just a bit of a screw-up. But however you find your way there, Platt Air Force Base is often the last stop for a variety of people before they find themselves either running out their clock or just burning time. Primarily, the base operates as a final stop for aircraft, helicopters, and occasionally jets, for they are either sent overseas for sale or decommissioned in a mothyard of some kind. Life on base is boring. You maybe have something to do every couple of days, and as a result, on average, the maximum staff on base is about 12, including your senior officers, Major Lewis Jones. Two of the members of Platt Air Force Base have been assigned to guard duty at the front gate. Guard duty is not a good position. It only requires one person, after all. Senior Airman Young, Senior Airman Geiger. What did you do to find yourself on guard duty? Well, I know why I'm stuck on fucking guard duty. Not too long ago, I beat a colonel's ass because he was beating his wife. Now, unfortunately, that colonel's is best friends with Major Jones. So I get transferred here and I get all the shit that he gets passed down onto me. So... Here I am, stuck in this fucking hut that is not big enough for the two of us. And I don't actually know why I'm here. I was just telling Major Jones that he had filed his paperwork wrong and it was going to get rejected and all of our supplies were going to be delayed by another week. A common mistake he makes every time, and I tell him he needs to correct it every time. But here I am now, so if it gets us what we need, I guess it works. You've been on guard duty for about eight hours at this point, and we're getting close to 1 p.m., just after lunch when they're going to change out the guards on base. Not sure who'll be replacing you, but that will be the start of yard time. And off in the distance, slowly approaching you, you see Airman Sieber, known as the base screw-up. He is slowly, definitely lethargically making his way towards the guard hut. Hey, Siebert, you were leaving us of duty? Because if you are, you, you gotta hurry up, man. Smiles a little too widely at you. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. Lunch isn't sitting with me the best, I guess. But yeah, I, they put two of you out here? How the hell did they do that? We only need one person for this. Yeah, well, looks like Major Jones is extra pissed off today. So, come on, man. Pick it up. Sieber is the youngest person on base, roughly 19. Upon your encouragement, kind of picks up the pace some, and he's still not moving fast, but he's definitely at least walking at full speed at this point. He kind of reaches the gate at you, and he goes, 
All right, hand him over. Uh, give me the rifles. You know the drill. Only person in the guard hut gets to have the guns. I hand over my rifle. I do the same. Don't have too much fun without us now. Yeah, so Seber makes a big show of kind of checking the magazines you had for the guns. Makes a big deal of checking the rifles and nods and makes a big to-do of accepting them and smiles, nods kind of at you. I'm still kind of new to this. Dismissed? Um, I've accepted the change. Um, yeah, your, your time's up. I, I guess I'm taking over now. Have a great afternoon. I have a question. Are we supposed to leave two rifles out if it's just one person? Or are we supposed to return one to the armory? Probably supposed to return one to the armory. I did not say Sieber was good at his job or good at guard duty. I pick mine back up and say, this needs to go back to the armory. Kind of looks at you a little bit confused. Well, I have to stay here, so... I'll take it. Kind of nods excitedly at this. All right, so so you're off to the administration office, Geiger. Drop off your rightful. Where are you off to, young? Well, I've got nothing else to do, so I think I'm going to uh, chit-chat with Geiger while she's dropping off the rifle. All right, so you're both off to administration to drop off the weapon? Yes. Give me an alertness as you make your way away from the guard hut. I have a 50 in alertness. Does that count for anything? Let's roll it. Let's just see what happens. Tight. I rolled an 85% failure for my alertness check. I got a 33% success. Critical success. Nice. All right. So way, way off in the distance, kind of way farther away than someone should even be bothering to pay attention despite... You haven't just got enough guard duty. You see the dust of an approaching car getting kicked up. And Airman Young, you kind of like people drive down the road every once in a while. I guess this is also the middle of goddamn nowhere. So why would someone be coming here? No one comes to Platt after all. It's weird, though. You swear it looks like a van and not a small one, like a industrial van of some kind. But again, far enough away, you can't make any more details beyond that. It appears to be black in color, and it does appear to be approaching base, which is strange, but also, yeah, not your job to care. Do I remember if there was any arrivals on the schedule, or scheduled to arrive when we were taking over base? Do we have? Nah, there was nothing scheduled then? to arrive. There's never anything scheduled on Saturday either. Do we have a radios? There's probably one back at the guard hut if you want to go and kind of make a call for that. Yeah, I'm going to turn around. Yep. Yeah, so you walk in, Sieber seems confused, he looks at you, he's like, I- I'm sorry, like, do you want to do more guard duty? Shut up. Jeez, testy today. I just I give him a glare as I go over to the radio. Who are you calling? Who was the other senior officer? Senior Airman Theodore LaCroix. Senior Airman LaCroix, this is Bard Hut. Come in. Copy that, Geiger. What's, what's going on? Are we expecting visitors, something that's off the schedule? We've got a Black van, fast approaching. Industrial grade, it looks like. A pause, you maybe hear some kind of shuffling of papers over the radio amongst the static. No, I'm not seeing anything, but I'll radio the Major and see if he knows something about this. Uh, If not, one of us will come out and deal with this. Uh, Who's on guard duty right now? Seabrew is relieving us of duty. Great. Alright, we'll get this cleared up quickly, I can stick around for a little bit. No, no, your your shift's over. Um, fuck, there's probably one too many guns out there right now, isn't there? Uh, yeah, c- come back. Uh, let's get that locked up. 
Will do. I'm back at the office. Hey, so uh, what Pomplamoose say? D told us to head back. For sure. Seabird kind of looks at you. Don't worry about it. I got it. It's just a. They're probably lost and looking for directions. It's Saturday. No one comes out here on Saturdays. You two going to poker night later? I'll be there. You got it, Albatross. Are you coming along too? Kind of shrugs. I mean, there's not exactly much else to do here. Assuming I get done with duty out here before it's over. Should be good, though, I think. Yeah, I think I'm scheduled to be off by then. Hell yeah, man. I have nods excitedly at this. Yeah, you guys go drop off the gun. I'll stay here and deal with our probably lost guests. Well, if anything happens and you need backup, I am unavailable. Or, I guess, if shit actually goes down, like, yeah, let us know. Or let Pomplamoose know, but otherwise... Let's go, Young. He's got it. Yeah, it kind of looks at you confused, and but then turns back towards the road excitedly. I kind of see a side to Geiger. It's like, he's young, he's got the spirit, but he's an idiot. I feel yeah. like I just need to say something. You know? He's an idiot, and he's the one who gets guard duty when something interesting happens. I know. Well, I think we still need to drop this little guy off, and I pat the rifle. Unless we're trying to take that as a buy-in. <laughs> no. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so about two-thirds of the way to the administration office where the gun locker is located, you see Major Jones kind of storm out of the office, heading straight for the guard shack. A bit of a rush. Major Jones is a big guy, like that kind of ex-football player that never really stopped playing football in his mind. Big, strong, imposing. Going gray a little bit, but like kind of shoots you both with just a bit of a... Not an angry glare, but kind of a glare that conveys, don't make me put you on guard duty again today, as he kind of makes his way towards the guardhouse. I do the proper salute. I do the proper salute, too. Maybe a little... No, I just do the proper salute. Give me an alertness as he walks by. 50% success on the dot. 67 fail. Senior Airman Young, you recognize Major Jones' signature cologne. Cheap bourbon. A unsurprising odor. Any day of the week. Oh, man. Not only we got Albatross over at the guard hut, Major Jones is hitting that bourbon real hard. Wait, he's drinking on duty? What is he not drinking? What are you talking about? What? Don't, are you, like, nose blind? You, you can't smell the, do you know what bourbon smells like? What are you, the senior officer's drinking on duty, are you crazy? You can't be this naive, come on. Like, here's the thing. I'm part of security forces. I should be reporting this, but unfortunately, Major Jones is real good friends with Colonel Carter. Look, I don't know who that is. You don't need to know, but basically Colonel Carter is the one who sent me here. I can't perform my duties because if I report Major Jones for any kind of issue, my ass is grass and I'm dishonorably discharged. I mean, that's how I got here in the first place. The guy is just shaking her head like cussing to herself quietly. Nobody does their fucking job around here. At least not right. You're telling me, sister. Oh, that's probably not something I can say. Never mind. She doesn't say anything. Doesn't even seem to acknowledge it. All right, so you keep heading towards the administration office to drop off the gear, or what? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you swing the door in, and senior airman Theodore LaCroix is sitting at his desk in the offices, looking at you. Well, it sounds like this may be a live one. They flashed some paperwork at Sieber, and he got confused and called it in, and they said they needed to talk to the commanding officer, so uh, 
Yeah, Jones is out there dealing with that. Uh, nice dodge on your part. Yeah. Yeah. Worse it's Seaver to fuck it up. Well, not only that, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a one two combo for sure. LaCroix, I'm pretty sure you're gonna have to do some uh damage control. Major Jones had his scent on real real thick. Could smell it as he was walking by. Kind of inhales and lets it all out slowly. I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that airman, and we're gonna go about the rest of our day. It's poker night. I don't need this bullshit today. Copy that. I don't even remember what I just said. I'm keep on moseying about. What's going on? Why are we just never mind? Senior Airman and Geiger, do you really want to make a thing out of this? Or would you like to be able to play poker tonight? She just keeps her mouth shut. Because I guarantee Seaver could use some company out there if the Major was to be disturbed today. Keeps her mouth shut. Hey, Senior Airman LaCroix, we still have an extra rifle. Yeah, kind of nods, extend a hand. I'll take that from here. I need to go into the locker anyway. I'm going to nudge Geiger. Uh, yeah, I pass over the rifle. Yeah, he takes it from you and then starts his way towards the back of the admin office where the weapon locker is. Kind of over his shoulder, he goes, Dismissed, you have the rest of the afternoon to yourself. Get your money ready, I'll be taking it from you later. Just kind of wave and, and turn to leave. Copy that, sir. And I turn to leave as well. Jeez, I understand why I'm in hot water, but what's up with you, man? What do you mean? Come on, man. Pomplamoose's jimmies are absolutely rustled by you. Like, what? how'd you get under his skin? Everywhere I go since I've joined the Air Force, I see people doing their job a way that they think is better than the way we're supposed to do it. And when they do things like that, they make mistakes. And when they make mistakes, everything grinds to a halt. People get in trouble. People get disciplinary actions Things go wrong. People don't do their jobs correctly, and I point it out. And senior officers don't like it, especially when I point out their mistakes. Speaking as a security officer, I think what's happening is that your fatalism is getting you a little... How do I describe this? I think you might need to lighten up, man. Look, if people just did their jobs, there wouldn't be problems. Like, if the Major wasn't hitting the bottle while on duty, we wouldn't have the issue with our, the, what do you call him? Oh, me and Major Jones? No, no, no. LaCroix, what do you call him? Pomplamoose? Pomplamoose? French for grapefruit. It's also, like, a flavor of that water. Ah, well, if the Major was just doing his job, then Pomplamoose... LaCroix wouldn't have extra duty on his plate because the Major's fucking up. And because Pomplamoose has extra duty, that means it's going to go down the pipe and more of us are going to have extra duty. If one person clogs up the pipe even a little, as that all builds up, eventually the pressure pushes it all down and the shit rains down on all of us. As Geiger is just kind of going down her explanation, Young is just kind of nodding along mouth slightly open and just eyes just kind of like oh damn she's super serious like oh okay well you know what honestly like as long as we keep her kind of head down i guess like we can get out of here as soon as possible 
And while keeping our heads down, you could always just think like, you know what? Ultimately, this is not our problem. I can't do my job effectively just because of some bureaucratic bullshit and nepotism. You can't do your job effectively because other people aren't doing their job effectively. But let's take that. Let's take a little nihilist turn and say, fuck it. It's Saturday. And uh, let's enjoy our time off. I think that's one thing we can agree on. Cheers to that. For the weekend, it's not my problem. There you go. I still can't believe I got you to start calling him Pomplamoose, but like, let's just keep that between us because I don't want to get my ass fired. Sure. All right. So what are you two going to do with your afternoons? It's about 1 p.m. What are you going to do? The poker game is not until 8 p.m. You got some time to kill. You're off duty. You're no longer being punished via guardhouse. What's the plan? What time did you say it was? Around 1 p.m. I'm going to go back to the barracks, shower, and, you know, dress down. All right. Well, considering last time I went on a jog, I died. So. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing around here except the rumor about ghost lights, and Major Jones has forbidden me talk about ghost lights, and ghost lights have been a naturally occurring phenomenon of the area for decades at this point. There's no link between the ghost lights and the cattle mutilations. Sure, I'm going to. Fuck it, I'm going to grab a snack from the mess hall. All right. Yeah, you would know that given the small staff of Platt, that it's kind of a do-your-own-cooking type situation. It's oversized for that, definitely. At one point, the space did house quite a few more people and was fully staffed and a long time since then. All right, so, Young, you're off to the mess hall. Geiger, you're off to the dormitories? Yeah. Specifically, I'm going to swing by my dorm, pick up a box of blue box mac and cheese that my high school sweetheart had sent me in a latest care package. Sure. And headed to the mess hall to make myself a bowl of blue box. All right. Yeah, you do that. Takes a few minutes. Geiger, do you go anywhere after you kind of dress down or just kind of hanging out your quarters? No, I'll I'll go to the mess and eat some sure. food. I think I'm going to get a pair of binoculars and just peek out of the dorm and look towards the guard hut and see if I can see anything going on there. But if I don't, I'll just head over to the mess. So as you kind of get back towards the main staff center of the base, kind of where the base exchange administration office, the NCO club, and the mess hall is located, you see that the van you saw was indeed a van. It's a a large black van bearing USAF markings on the side of it. It's about the size of a UPS delivery truck, give or take. It is parked next to the administration office, and outside of it stand two men in USAF uniforms, wearing heavy body armor and carrying rifles with grenade launchers on them. One stands on either side of the van, slowly scanning the area. You see Major Jones emerge from the administration office with we would assume to be the officer in charge of whatever's going on with the van. They shake hands, and the guests get back in the van and then drive off towards the moth yards. Upon seeing them leave, Major Jones goes back inside and announces to the entire base, the van parked in the boneyard is to be avoided by base personnel. Do not interfere with the visiting staff's classified operation. All personnel would be confined to base until... The visiting staff has left. That is all. PA system clicks off. 
You say confined to base. Yep. Oh shit, something's actually happening? Dang. You'd think that this bumfuck middle of nowhere would never see action, but I guess I guess I'm wrong. Oh shit, Geiger, are you checking that shit out? Yeah. What 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 are your elf I see, man? What's going on? Dudes in full rig with grenade launchers. Holy shit, what? No, no way. Are they still out there? I mean, once you got close to kind of the main central, you probably see this. They're not being stealthy at all. Like, it's... Hmm. They're just kind of there being non-covert. All right, I'm going to walk my mac and cheese bowl over to the window, and I'm just start eating and looking out at the same time. Sure. Yeah, so as you're staring out the window, Master Sergeant Roberto Bach kind of comes and stands up next to you. Weird, ain't it? Oh, yes, sir. Mighty interesting. Bach is a bit of an oddity around base. He is in the process of finishing his 20-year career with the Air Force. You don't know much about him, except he used to be a member of AFOSI, and something happened that he found himself here at Platt, and he's just disillusioned with all of it. If you ask him kind of anything about what's going on, he's just perpetually running out the clock. Literally counting the days so he can hit that 20-year mark and get the hell out of the Air Force. I mean, I thought today was going to be exciting just because we have poker night tonight, but I guess uh, something official official's happening. You heard the major. Said don't pay attention to it, so don't pay attention to it. Nothing good comes from paying attention to things when you're told not to. Copy that, sir. As I'm just kind of awkwardly eating my mac and cheese next to him, I guess, and still looking outside. Still, though, it's hard not to pay attention to it when the most exciting thing that can happen today is the fact that I found some cayenne in the spice drawer and I can throw it in my mac and cheese. Kind of shrugs at this. Do you, young? Do you? And kind of walks off at that point. We'll say it's about kind of 120, 130 at this point. What else are you doing with your time? You've got plenty of time at this point for the rest of the afternoon. Any other plans for either of you? Nothing particularly for me. Sure. I think I'm going to go socialize with some of the other some of the other officers on base. Excellent. Instead of curiosity, Geiger, where does your nothing particular take place? Do you go back to your quarters at some point? Do you just kind of kick around base? I kick around base, but I, I keep an eye on the the van and the guys from a distance. Sure. We are in the common rooms having a little bit of a foosball game. Makes sense. Yeah. So... At some point after they've parked and kind of gotten situated, Senior Airman Geiger, you notice that the guards have reemerged from the van. They're still kind of doing their best guard duty, but it's weird. They look like they're wearing like a dull silver motorcycle helmet. Do I have any idea what they might be? I mean, give me an intelligence. A 10 out of 75% success. Your best get is they're probably some type of modified motorcycle helmet, but you've never seen anything like this before they look impractical they look they're they're obviously not spec ops they're not covert they're not even as best you can tell standard military gear and you're pretty sure they're not going to provide any protection that normal gear wouldn't provide but also like they're standing in the middle of dozens maybe hundreds of just kind of partially decommissioned and mothballed planes and helicopters awaiting their fate why the hell are they wearing helmets Okay. I'm going to go on a long walk around base just to see if I can get different angles to like get a look at the van and sure. what they're doing. 
would you say that probably your long walk takes you within 100 meters of the van at some point? That's still quite a distance away, but might you get that close? Do I think 100 meters is a violation of the major's orders? I mean, that's over a football field at that point. But then no. I think I, 100 meters is probably the max, the closest I would get to it. But Not sure. Yeah, so give me an alertness check when you're kind of at roughly that range. Would the binoculars give me any bonus? No. 78 failure. Yeah, from that range, you can't make out much. There's a glow emanating from the van. You do see the personnel kind of milling about. They do seem a bit on edge, though. Like, they're they're on. This is not just kind of some boring guard duty, as best you can tell. But, yeah, I, the van looks where the, it sits a little bit strange. You swear you can see some electrical equipment on the bottom of it, but you can't make it out in full detail. It's kind of hard to see and be stealthy at the same time. But as 3 p.m. rolls around... Everyone give me a sand check. What? One critical success. A fucking course. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Oh, shit, 20% success. A. You suffer no sand damage, thankfully, but the personnel around you seem to become agitated, and even you start to kind of feel as though something's off a little bit in the air. People seem a little more aggressive. What time is it? About 3 p.m. Do I feel anything odd with my critical success, or do I just business as usual? Business as usual, but I will say that um, Senior Airman Young, you start to kind of get snappy. You feel anger at just the slightest of things. Even, like, what little respect you have for officers is starting to wear down some, and maybe if we were to bump you, you might swear at them, which is not normal. How rowdy is our foosball game? It's getting there. Like, it, you're definitely noticing just everyone's getting rowdier, most definitely. Like, it's very visible that something is a little bit up. Am I currently winning? Give me a luck check. 26% success. Yeah, you're winning. Tight, tight, tight. Hey, dude, chill the fuck out. Just because I'm rolling a perfect game right now doesn't mean you gotta be so fucking pissed. Senior Airman Geiger... You are feeling a little too confident. One might say arrogant. You know you're the best brain on base, and but like you've never been more sure of it. Like you know what's going on. No one else does. And anyone you kind of interact with, probably a tad condescending to them. You have your problems historically with your senior officers, but like this is occasionally bordering on borderline insubordination in some of your interactions like you're definitely leaning into how like you really don't deserve to be here you are so so much better than platt i think at this time the room is getting a bit too hot for me and i am probably gonna step outside just because i don't really want to have like a a physical altercation like another physical altercation i don't want that to be my uh reputation while I'm in service. So I'm going to step outside of the NCO club. Probably a wise decision. Like, the air feels like a fight is incoming. Like, everyone is kind of shooting sideways glances at each other and just kind of being that little bit nasty to each other. No one is pleasant to be around at this moment. All right, so you're both outside at this point. Have you kind of come back from your long walk, Geiger? Yeah, I've returned at this point, and... I really want to go and say something to someone, but I am afraid of getting guard duty on poker night, so sure. I keep it to myself. 
Makes a lot of sense. So, what do you get up to? You got some more hours still. It's only kind of 3 p.m. It's still five hours till poker time. Anything else you get up to? No, I think I just go hang out in the NCO club. All right. Yeah, well, and then you see kind of just some shoving happening. Like, people are getting rowdy. And around 6 p.m., a fight breaks out. Two of the other base personnel get into it, and Major Jones busts in. The smell of Jones's alcohol has only gotten stronger. He assigns both of them to guard duty as well. There are now three people on guard duty by your count. Even Jones seems angry. A tad liquored up, but also quite angry. And as six o'clock rolls around, give me a sand check. 16 out of 91 success. Nice. 69% out of 65% failure. All right, so Senior Airman Geiger, again, like, it's, this place just, it's its getting to you. Like, it's hot, this place sucks, but, yeah, it's its whatever. Senior Airman Young, you suffer one point of sand damage. More importantly, you experience a bit of a hallucination, though. Okay. Give me a luck check. I stepped out of the NCO club. I'm probably back in the NCO club, yes. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm, I'm doing. Yeah, you just kind of, it could be also wherever you want on base. We'll get to that in a second. Give me a luck check. All right. 19% success. All right. So it's not bad. Where are you when this kind of kicks in? You're back in the NCO club. You're at the mess hall. You're just kind of wandering around base, getting some air. Where are you located around 6 p.m.? Well, since the whole like foosball situation and everything else like that got a little too hot, probably took a walk around just to kind of cool down for whatever reason. Especially just because, like, hey, don't want to get dishonorably discharged. I'm already at plat. Mm. I am probably back at the NCO club, sipping on some soda, more than likely. I mean, there's beer, too, if you want. Like, you're off duty. You can do these things. Tight. I'm probably just having a chilled beer or something like that. Just, Just leaning about. Just people watching. Sure. Yeah, so at one point, maybe take a swig of the beer and... The fizz is momentarily overwhelming. Like, you don't see anything, but you kind of, like, you feel as though your mouth is full of just bubbles, thousands of bubbles, and when you open it up, it passes almost instantaneously, but for a split second, you feel like you were maybe, like, choking on, like, the outjet of a hot tub or something, maybe? There was just far too much kind of froth in your mouth for a split second. Maybe there was, actually, maybe there wasn't, but who knows? Cool. I guess I just choke on my beer a little bit then and kind of yeah. spit it out. Yeah, and a normal amount kind of hits the ground and someone looks at you and is like, motherfucker, watch it! Hold your horses. Jeez, I'm, I'm gonna clean it up. And I go grab a paper towel or something. Sure. So, 8pm arrives and did not arrive fast enough. Poker night begins. It is held in the common room of the NCO club. Various chairs are brought in, put around a table. Everyone who's not on punitive guard duty is there. It, after all, is the highlight of the week. Probably the biggest sell of this entire event is the fact that it is a rare chance for anyone to steal higher-ranking officers' money from them, if you're into that type of thing. Does anyone do any special preparation for poker night? Any kind of good luck rituals or anything like that you engage in? Oh, I count cards. Fair enough. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, no, I worked up a stink. So I can knock off anybody's concentration, whatever the heck. So I just smell like work 
an Arizona desert sun and like spilt beer. So I'm just a force of nature now sitting in the circle. Yeah. Is this your ritual? Like, do you like, is the idea that like your stink will kind of maybe throw other people off their game or is this just an especially kind of annoying byproduct of today? This absolutely is a thing. I imagine Jerry Young as somebody who was in like high school wrestling and he had his like lucky knee pads and elbow pads that he just never washed. There's like a little bit of like broiness, but at the same time, like, yeah, he's kind of gross, but like not in the way that like, yeah, he's just kind of gross. Yeah, you get a couple kind of remarks on this, but yeah, 8 p.m. sharp poker breaks out because, well, none of you can stand each other at this point. But yeah, so any strategy you're going about playing poker? We've already established that Geiger's going to count cards. Anything from you, Young? Every so often when I feel like I need to, I will check out my hand, put it down on the table, and I'm going to lean back and cradle my head with my hands, fully exposing both armpits, and uh, just chill. And that's just kind of like my, uh, I'm feeling confident and whatever the heck. It might be an obvious tell, but at the same time, like, here I am. Sure. All right, so Major Jones deals out the first hand. Geiger, are you on card counting, correct? Absolutely. Give me an intelligence check to see how successfully you do that. 34 out of 75 success. All right. Both of you give me luck checks. Geiger, give me that at a plus 10, because you're counting cards. 32 out of a modified 60 success. 25% out of a 50 success. All right, so Geiger's blackjack rules beat out your successful luck real young. So, Geiger, you take the first hand. Yeah. As Major Jones starts dealing out the second hand, Master Sergeant Bach kind of going against what's considered base rules, starts talking about the ghost lights. He's making kind of angry eye contact with Major Jones as he does this. He knows he's not supposed to talk about these things. Like, it's... Major Jones has squashed every conversation he's ever heard about this topic, and he goes, Last night I saw some of the ghost lights out by the boneyard again. You know, the little lights that kind of flit around stuff. Almost daring Jones to say something. Anyone else seen them lately? Sorry, I have to know. Have I noticed that everyone's getting aggro? Oh yeah, absolutely. I haven't had a change yet, right? You felt it a little bit, but yeah, you're getting insubordinate, I guess. But yeah, it's you've definitely noticed people on bad behavior. Gotcha. I don't know, Mozart, are you sure it wasn't your astigmatism? I know your temples are growing gray, but how about your eyes? Kind of laughs at this some. Um, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it, but you've seen them, right, smartass? I don't know, man. Are you talking about those weird little flashing lights that uh, come around every summer, or are we talking about those weird little flashing lights that are uh, spooky and uh, start making some weird little noises? Kind of rolls his eyes a little bit at this. You know what I'm talking about, the... Little blinking, fast-moving lights. 25 years of sightings of them go back quite a ways. No one's ever actually gotten a photo of them or anything like that, but they like to hang out in the boneyard every once in a while. Oh yeah, those ones. Always. They uh, pop up every so often, and uh, you know, someone over here doesn't really like talking about them, because, I don't know, maybe you got some bad juju on you? And I jokingly kind of Tilt my head to uh, Major Jones. Yeah, Jones is kind of like angrily throwing the cards across the table as he's dealing them out. Bach continues, kind of leans into this one a little bit, though. He's like, 
You know, nothing bad happened with them up until 1981, right? Was I born by that time? It's 1998 minus 23. Yeah, you were born, I think. Yeah, you're more than 10 years old. No, man, I was still picking my nose around that time. What happened? Let me give you some local history, I guess, then. Uh, Kind of like gets a bit wide-eyed, looking at you a little bit crazy. That's when the cattle mutilation started. And at that kind of, Jones slams his hand down the table and says, Enough! This is banned topic, and I will not tolerate this on poker night. Bach kind of hand waves his way out of this one, goes, just making conversation. Picks up his cards. All right, it's time for the second hand of poker now. You still counting cards, Geiger? Oh, yeah. All right, so see the intelligence check again. 63 out of 75 success. All right, so young, you're getting into this. You want to try and, like, change your tactics up? You're just going to try and boost your luck roll? I am not the most intelligent. But, question, is anyone wearing sunglasses? Yeah, probably half the attendees are at this point. It's, it's the Air Force. Right on. Are they reflective? I mean, probably some people are dumb enough to wear aviators to this. <laughs> I want to... Let's see now. Might be a search. E- what I want to do is I just want to... I feel like I've worked enough with everyone that I may or may not be able to kind of already have tells or understand their tells. Give me human int then, yeah. If you're going for tells, give me human int. My human int is... I'd rather... <laughs> my search is higher. Can I do search? Yeah, let's just search. Fuck it. This is all just simulated poker after Yo, all. Yo, 11% critical! All right. Give me the luck rolls now. Gagri, you get a plus 10. Young, you get a plus 20 from your critical. 9% success. 20% success out of uh, 70. All right, so blackjack rules means you win, Airman Young. So as you're kind of gathering up your winnings on this one, the door of the NCO gets kicked in hard. And standing in the doorway is a bloody Airman Seeper holding the rifle you left with him from the guardhouse. Me and Major Joe, holy shit, Seabird. Seabird, whoa, whoa. Oh, fuck, why aren't you at your post? Whoa, dude, are you okay? Is he, like, with, is he holding the rifle at us, or is he just holding the rifle? He's just kind of holding it for now. I go from scooping the chips to just kind of, like, slowly getting up. So at that, he kind of, like, whips the rifle into kind of, into active position. He goes, you can sit the fuck down right now. Whoa, albatross. What's got your panties in a bunch? Give me a search or a human int if you want. Search is higher, so yep. I will go for that. Both of you can and do that. that is an 89% failure. A 36% success. You see that Seber is afraid. Like, this is, you just see fear plastered across his face type of thing. It's very easy to see type of thing, too. Like, his eyes are wide. They're whipping about the room. He's not focusing on anything. Like, his posture is shaky. He's rocking back and forth some. All of this made infinitely worse by the fact that he is saying, as best you can tell, a loaded gun. You are also now much more aware of the fact that there are splatters of blood on his uniform as he stands there, kind of slowly kind of whipping it around the room some, but also kind of, like, not ever letting any of you out of his sight type of thing. As part of security forces, I feel like this is something I was trained to handle. So I'm going to stay standing, but like I'm just going to be acutely aware of what is happening with 
Airman Seabird. We'll start talking to him, I guess, and trying to calm him down. Say, hey, Seabird, come on, man. I know guard duty isn't the most exciting thing, and I know that three people is going to be a bit of a cramped situation, but uh, why don't we put that down, and uh, we can talk about what's going on. How, uh, how are you feeling, man? You don't look so hot. Can we help you? Give me a charisma or a persuade. Let's do charisma. I got a 22 critical on charisma. So he relaxes some slowly, kind of like doesn't put the gun down, but kind of takes it from a ready position. So aimed slightly at the ground. He kind of like you see a flash of normal Sieber in there and he looks confused, followed immediately by him saying, oh, it's not crowded out there anymore. I fixed it. Plenty of space for just one person in the guard hut. Can I rush him? I mean, give me athletics if you want. Does have a gun, though. Just saying. How far away am I from him? We'll say you're probably about, I don't know, 10 feet-ish. 10 feet-ish? All right. May I use my unarmed combat to do that? You got to get to him first. Okay. I'll use dodge or athletics if you're trying to kind of weave towards him, I assume. Yeah, I... Yeah. Let's go with athletics. I'm going to... I'm going to try to rush him because, like, there's a fucking airman who has a gun and it's fucking poker night. 13% success. Hey, let's go. All right. So the good news is you start running towards him and he starts firing and he misses and you kind of get up on him. The bad news is his shots go wide. We'll deal with that in a second. So now that you're there, what are you going to do? I am going to restrain him and just like make it so that way his uh, he can't what's it called fire again. Sure. So I'm going to try to like kind of get behind him, disable his arms and whatnot. Yeah. Give me that arm combat. 90% failure. Fuck. All right. So you try and restrain him. You just kind of shove him to the ground, which kind of seems to shock him some. Senior Airman Geiger, what are you doing at this point? I hit the deck when I see Young start to charge him. All right. So you're on the ground. Maybe you kind of ducked. Like, I'm assuming you kind of like drop straight to the ground. You're like probably knocked over your chair and stuff like that. Yeah. Give me a luck check. Oh, no. 94 fail. You hear the shots go off, and then you feel something fall onto you. It feels heavy. Not too heavy, though. It's warm. Who fell on me? You going to investigate? Yeah. Major Jones has been hit dead center mass with three shots from Sieber's gun. He is kind of grasping at the bullet wound. He's fallen on top of you. Brought us right on his shirt, so it's dripping onto you. He's not looking so good either. Like it's he is rapidly kind of turning pale. He's you can also just smell heavy alcohol on him at this point, too, which is probably not helping the situation. Oh that's a blood thinner. So I um I first try to get the major off of me, and then I try to apply pressure and first aid to him. I, I don't know what I'm doing, though. I only have a 10. All right, so let's see that first aid check to see if you can do anything. Uh, 91 fail. I'm not going to say you're making it worse, but you're definitely not making it better. And so you're kind of fumbling about trying to, like, what do you think you're doing? Like, I don't want to say you're trying to, like, push the blood back in with a 91 out of 10% failure, but... Like, what does that look like for your Airman Geiger, who's arguably quite competent, just 
not in this exact moment. Yeah. And so what are you trying to do, I guess? Like, what, what does this failure look like? I am trying to stop his bleeding, but it's really just me, like, pushing my hands against his chest and then, sure. like, slipping off because, like, they're so bloody. Yeah, so kind of, like, one or two presses in, Technical Sergeant Long just kind of pushes you off of him and way rougher than he needs to, but kind of, like, at the same time, he's like, you're gonna fucking squeeze the blood out of him if you keep doing that, Airman. Yeah, I don't say anything. I just kind of, like, yeah. crawl back and keep low. And he goes about trying to save the life of Major Jones. To set the scene, you are now kind of sprawled on the floor. Seber is knocked to the ground. Mesh keep his hand on the gun. Airman Young, you are standing over Seber. What do you two do at this point? I'm going to continue to attempt to restrain him. Airman Seber, what the fuck are you doing? Stand the fuck down. And I try to get the gun away from him and restrain him. All right, so unarmed combat again? Or are you doing something else this time? Unarmed combat, unless I could use my strength as well? Yeah, you can use your strength instead. You're just kind of restraining him. He's in a more prone position. Hell yeah. That is a 19% success out of 85% restraint. Yeah, it's just like to kind of dive on top. Definitely not a elegant maneuver, but you kind of managed to pin him at this point. As you're doing this, though, everyone give me a sand check. 96% fail. 97% failure. All right, that's got to be 1d6 sand damage. Oof. I mean, you just watch a commanding officer get gunned down. Three for me. Oof. I'm going to project this. All right. I'm going to project it onto my father. He's the one who encouraged me to join the uh, Air Force. Yeah, it's all his fault. Yeah, this sucks. Any projection from you, Young? Yeah, I'm going to be projecting this onto my brother, Tyler, who uh, I always roll with, uh, what would Tyler do? And uh, I feel like Tyler would do this, but this is stupid. All right. Because I think I just got somebody killed. Three. So that takes three willpower, and then I take three less sand damage, correct? Yep. Cool. Yes, so I was going to lose three, and I'm projecting four off onto my father. All right. The good news, you mitigate some sand damage, or in Dagger's case, all the sand damage. The bad news is both of your visions swim. Young, that foamy feeling from earlier in the day returns, but now it's everywhere. You kind of see bubbles floating past your eyes. Like, it's it's not bubbles, bubbles. It's more like everything you're seeing has a thin layer of bubbles coated on top of it, distorting its view, kind of. You're looking at everything through a bubble, maybe, but it's moving. It's very disorienting. Geiger, in your case, everything is a little bit fuzzy. And it's not consistently fuzzy. It's almost like it's fading in and out, like there's almost been a reverb applied to the world around you. Everyone give me a 1d10. I'm going to roll this 1d10, but a 1d10 of what? Because I have three. Nine. And we'll get to that in a minute or two. But yeah, so Seber is restrained. Technical Sergeant Long is dealing with Jones as best he can. You two are hallucinating quite a bit. You've also just watched down your superior officer get gunned down by Sieber, who is, while annoying and fresh-faced, up until seconds ago, was harmless. What do you do? I have Sieber restrained, correct? Yeah. Cool. I am going to... I'm going to try to use my high school wrestling skills and roll, reposition myself that I have a little bit more of a of like a mount on him, so that sure. way it's not like a... I'm just, like, hugging him or anything else like that. 
Yep. As I'm trying to just maneuver that, I'm going to be yelling, someone get the gun! I'll get the gun. All right, so you scoop up the gun? Yeah. I check how many rounds have been fired. The magazine is empty. Kind of looking around the room, you see just how many of Sieber's shots went wide, and also, by your count, about half the magazine was missing before he came here. It's dry. He, I don't know how he didn't hear it, but he somehow lost half his mag or dumped it on someone. Fucking Albatross, what the fuck did you do? Is he responsive? He's just terrified at this point. You might have to kind of try and persuade him or something to get a useful answer out of him at this point. LaCroix, I need, I need into the weapons locker. Someone needs to go take a watch. Yeah, so LaCroix kind of looks at you and raises his hands. He's like, don't fucking look at me. The Major has the codes and the key to it. She just left it open earlier for me. Oh, what the fuck? This is bad. This is this is real bad. I think we should all stay here. We can all keep track of each other, right? I'm going to start patting the Major down. All right, give me a search. 2% success. All right, so you successfully find the key. The issue is you know that the Armory has, in addition to the key, a combination lock on it. That... As far as you know, Jones is the only one that knows. I guess, well, a technician? Technical sergeant? Long, yeah. What, what do you want to ask him? Oh, well, while he is operating, Geiger's going to kneel down next to the Major and, and kind of say, Major, Major, what's, what's the code to the weapons locker? Long kind of looks at you. Seriously? You think more guns is the solution right now? Geiger, you said it's dry, right? It's, it's not a threat anymore. It's dry, yes. Airman Sieber, Airman, 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 fucking talk to us. What the fuck? Sieber is kind of borderline catatonic at this point. He's just kind of frantically looking around. The position's not helping either. He's kind of having a bit of a hard time breathing as you're holding on to him. Hey, I get him up and uh, someone give me a chair. Is there a chair produced? Yeah, someone brings a chair over. All right. I'm going to restrain Sieber. I'm pretty sure I could just use my belt. To kind of, like, restrain one of his legs or whatever the heck. Hey, sure. some, I need another belt. Someone give me another belt. I will use that other belt to just tie Sieber to the chair, so that way I can be free of, like, having to restrain him. So I need, like, a persuade or a psychology or something to try and get something useful of Sieber at this point. The reality of what he's done is starting to kind of sink in, and he's not handling it well. Yeah, I'm gonna need someone else to talk to Sieber, because... I will knock him out. If anything, I'm going to go, I'm going to go walk over there and I'm just going to start pacing. Just take a long walk to the other side of the the thing. Just sure. looking at long and major Jones on the ground. Yep. Is there somebody with a persuade people skills? I can try, but I'm not very good at it. Actually. No, even despite what long said, Geiger's still trying to get the Major to tell her the code. The Major's not in great kind of status to talk, like, if you kind of press it more along, we'll say something, he probably shot along or something like that, like, telling you the codes the Armory are not Jones's top priority, or even maybe something he's capable of doing in his current state. After walking a few paces, I'm just gonna walk back to Sieber and uh, slap him across the face to try to get him to get it together. Alright. Airman! Airman, focus. Focus. Let me persuade on this one. Persuade it is. 88% fumble. <laughs> All right, so... Here we go. <laughs> so you're 
enhanced, um, what's the right phrase for this? Psychiatric techniques of shaking him and slapping him around a little bit, trying to see if you can snap him out of him, have the reverse effect, and you manage to completely knock Sieber, or he just kind of slips out of consciousness at some point as you're doing this. Give me a sand check. Here we go, 6% success. All right, so you kind of, like, he nods off some, just kind of probably overcome by the situation, and the slapping around's not helping, and you realize that you'd somehow transition from kind of shaking him and trying to kind of jostle him some, but like you'd got a hand on his left shoulder, and you would just really cranked your right arm back to go for a full haymaker punch, but you kind of, like, stop yourself from doing that. Shit! He's just a kid. Fuck. Ugh, fuck. Okay. Shit. One of you, one or two of you, I don't know. Someone, someone go check the guard hut. One, there's no guards now. Maybe. I don't know. See if anybody's still, still okay. Who has a radio? Who's got, who's got shit? Everyone kind of looks at you confused. It's poker night. No one has anything. Fuck. Well, poker night's done. Obviously. Okay. Long, what do you need? What do you need for stuff? What can we get you? He's like, I, I, I got it from here. I, I, he's like, kind of gesture on. We have the gear here. Um, shit, I'm just trying to make sure he doesn't bleed out. I, I don't know, maybe like call a fucking ambulance or something? Call an ambulance to where? Everyone who works here is here. Yeah, I know, from the town. Call it to here. Jesus. Um, yeah. Shit, what about the, uh, what about the, the black van? Does it, no, you, you don't think that they have, like, anybody, anybody that can, fuck it. And I head over to, is there a phone here? There is. Awesome. I'm going to call an ambulance. All right, so you pick up the receiver? I pick up the receiver and I point at two randos and be like, you two, check the... Check the guard hut. There is no dial tone. I put the receiver back on the wall and I pick it back up. Still no dial tone. Shit, the phone lines are down. Young, why don't you come with me and we'll go check the guard hut? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, someone keep an eye on Sieber. See if he wakes up. Fuck. And uh, I pick up the rifle. I know it's empty, but at the same time, like... Sure. I pick up the rifle. The guard hut. Once we're outside, oh, Geiger will say there might be a there might be a reload in the hut. I don't know, Geiger. I I understand what what you're going through right now, but like, why do we need the the reloads? Our guard shot half his magazine before he came in and shot our our commanding officer. I think there's a fucking problem. He's 19 years old, and he's he's 19 years old. Came in covered in blood with half of his magazines. Meant we have guests on base. And now our commanding officer is dying? Yeah, yeah. He's strapped to a chair. Fuck, okay. We'll figure it out. But fine. We'll get your reloads. Shit. At least we can confiscate all the guns and we, that we know are on the base. Outside of the guests. 